0: is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which from personal experience I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often, so stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase, that's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Seed DSO-1 is a daily symbiotic, which is a probiotic and prebiotic formulated to provide benefits for gut immune function and whole body health. I take it every morning before I eat. Which is when it works the best. And I have noticed a big difference in my digestion, regularity, and even my skin. It's nice that this benefit comes in a small package that needs no refrigeration and really is just a couple of simple, small pills. You also get this cool little travel vial in case you're traveling, so you don't have to stuff a bunch of loose pills in your pocket, which is nice. It's also nice that this product is so rigorously tested from a scientific perspective, which makes seeds probiotic research, development, and innovation programs a lot more trustworthy. So trust your gut health to Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com forward slash practical and use code 25practical to get 25% off of your first month. That's 25% off of your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com forward slash practical with the code 25practical. If you would like to get rid of those ads, you can do so by going to stoicismpod.com forward slash members. And for just $6 a month, you get seven episodes a week, all ad free. Again, that's stoicismpod.com forward slash members good morning prekoptan glad you are here today we're going to be diving into meditation number two from book number one of meditations and that meditation reads as follows of him who brought me up Not to be fondly addicted to either of the two great factions of the coursers in the circus, called Prasini and Veneti, nor in the amphitheater to be partial to favor any of the gladiators or fencers as either of the parmulari or the secutors. Moreover, to endure labor, not to need many things, when I have anything to do, to do it myself rather than by others, not to meddle with many businesses and not easily to admit of any slander. Now just a quick note here, I have decided that for book one, from here forward anyway, we will use Merrick Casabon's 1634 translation as all translations since seem to value shortening the meditations of this first book. For example, what you've just read was shortened by George Long to just. From the Reputation and Remembrance of My Father, Modesty and a Manly Character. Which may well keep the same point, but loses a lot of the flavor, I feel. So for this book, it's Casabon all the way. Let's examine what Marcus is thankful for from his father. Not to be fond of the two great factions of the coursers in the circus, called Prasini and Veniti. Coursers are horses. Prasini and Veniti, are essentially blue team and green team. And this threat of not choosing sides in sporting events is carried through to the next line, nor in the amphitheater be partial to favoring any of the gladiators or fencers as either the parmulari or the secutors. Where parmulari and secutors, which I may very well be pronouncing incorrectly, are different types of gladiators. And while I'm not completely clear on this, It seems that the various classes of gladiators, let's say ones armed with nets versus those armed with sword and shield, also had some social-cultural class ties as well. So it might be that what's being got at here is that Marcus should refrain from feeling any particular way about any particular team because feeling this way or that about this team or that team or about team A and not about team B, could suggest that he favors all those associated with one team over the other. Of course, his father wouldn't have been teaching him things relevant to being an emperor, because I don't believe that his father had any idea he would ever be emperor. But in general, is this not good advice? To not suggest that you are close to an entire group of people, simply because you favor their sports team? As a leader, especially, yes, but I think also as a regular person moreover to endure labor, nor to need many things. When I have anything to do, to do it myself, rather than by others. Marcus could have, at any point in his career as emperor, had others do any number of things for him. He didn't need to be out on the war front. His generals could have been there in his stead. He didn't need to be among his people. He could have had liaisons do his communicating for him. Marcus could have had slaves, servants do almost anything for him. But this is not the path he chose, is it? Not hardly. Also, to not need many things, because what happens when we have many things? We get attached to them. It becomes difficult to move with wisdom when you are knee deep in the bog of eternal stuff. You may need to be older to get that labyrinth reference, so if you didn't get it, please go watch the movie. But for those of you already initiated into that masterful classic, do you remember when Sarah was in the junkyard, trapped in a room that looked just like her room but wasn't actually? And that dirty old woman kept handing her things that she liked, her stuffed animals, her toys, etc.? This was a terrific analogy for the distraction that things can become. And not just distractions, but also immobilizers, killers of clear thought and progress. They are like a swamp or bog of eternal, well, you know the rest. And if you don't, like I said, watch the movie. Hashtag Team Hoggle. Not to meddle with many businesses, and not easily to admit of any slander. In other words, to mind our own business, or at least not to insert ourselves into the middle of the business of others. You have a family member that does this, no doubt. Someone who just cannot help but stir the drama pot by sharing opinions you didn't ask for. And advice that's likely to turn whatever dumpster fire you're dealing with into a towering inferno of flames that are likely to result in a scorched earth ending. Does that family member sound familiar to you? Marcus learned not to get involved in the private affairs of others when it wasn't appropriate to do so. And then lastly, to not admit of any slander. This could be read a few ways, I think, at least as I read it, I'm interpreting it in multiple ways. First, it could be that Marcus shouldn't admit to any slander that he's participated in. But that doesn't seem very in line with anything else said in any of these books. I can't think of a single meditation we've covered so far that has said anything like, If you say something shitty and you get caught saying it, deny it until you're blue in the face. So that's probably not what is meant here. The second way I can see is not to admit any slander into his conscience, As in, if you hear someone talking shit, try not to allow it to inform your own opinions. Don't admit that slander into your mind so that it might cause you to assent to untrue impressions about people or situations. The last interpretation I can think of is not to be easily convinced by someone using slanderous language that the thing or person they are slandering is actually deserving of such slandering. Dave is a total jerk, a complete loser, in fact. Dave slept with my wife. He can't be trusted. Don't immediately take this person's slanderous account of Dave to be enough to consider it truthful. But maybe if 20 people say the same thing, That's where the easily comes in. At some point, there's probably enough of a consensus to make a call, but don't make that call too early. So from his father, Marcus has learned a lot about not jumping to conclusions or having his view of things colored by people, events, and words that may just be mean-spirited and dishonest. We've talked about before that we shouldn't assent to impressions we don't have enough data to know are or aren't true or at least are or aren't likely true. I often give the example that our friend is late for dinner, and we jump to the conclusion that they are a flake. They don't respect our time. Well, we don't know that. They could be stuck in traffic, right? But we don't know that either. So we should avoid assenting to anything other than, our friend is late, and we're unsure why. Marcus's father seems to have taught him this early on. So just from his father... Marcus has learned, and we have learned now, not to become overly passionate about sports, for doing so might suggest some sort of deeper favor that isn't there. Not to avoid work, and not to assign things that are difficult to other people simply because, perhaps, we can. Not to acquire a great mountain of things because those things can trap us and make us less effectual or useful to ourselves and the cosmopolis. Not to mind other people's business, to keep our minds to ourselves unless we reason it is appropriate to do otherwise. And lastly, not to easily believe what we hear of others. For what we hear may or may not be true, and if we come to believe it too quickly, we may become the sort of person who makes a long series of decisions based on inaccurate information, and imagine the damage that might do. Imagine the damage that might have done for Marcus as an emperor. And to wrap up, I hope you're beginning to see why I chose to skip this book at the start of the podcast. Imagine trying to make any sense of some of the things that we're talking about in this meditation if your first exposure to Stoicism were this first book. I also hope, as we work through this book over the next many months, that you learn many of the things that Marcus learned so that when you create your own meditations— and it is passed on to the world, perhaps others will learn the same from you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Practical Stoicism. I would like to invite you to our free Discord community, which you can find by going to stoicismpod.com forward slash discord. We're about to cross the 500-member mark, and we would love to have you in there. Lots of good people, smart people, curious people, and good Stoics. And lastly, I'd like to ask you to share this podcast with any friend or family member that you feel would benefit from it and would be interested in it. That can help us grow, and I would appreciate that greatly. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, take care.